the little kenwigs of charles dickens children's stories retold by his granddaughter this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by colleen mcmahon dickens children's stories retold by his granddaughter the little kenwigs mrs kenwigs was the wife of an ivory turner and though they only had a very humble home of two rooms in a dingy-looking house in a small street, they had great pretensions to being genteel. The little Miss Kenwigs had their flaxen hair plaited into pigtails and tied with blue ribbons, and wore little white trousers with frills round their ankles, the highest fashion of that day. Besides being dressed with such elegance, the two eldest girls went twice a week to a dancing school. Mrs. Kenwigs, too, had an uncle who collected the water rate and she was therefore considered a person of great distinction with quite the manners of a lady on the eighth anniversary of their wedding day mr and mrs kenwigs invited a party of friends to supper to celebrate the occasion the four eldest children were to be allowed to sit up to supper and the uncle mr lillivick had promised to come the baby was put to bed in a little room lent by one of the lady guests and a little girl hired to watch him all the company had assembled when a ring was heard and morlina whose name had been invented by mrs kenwigs specially for her ran down to open the door and lead in her distinguished great-uncle then the supper was brought in the table was cleared mr lillivick established in the armchair by the fireside the four little girls arranged on a small form in front of the company with their flaxen tails towards them mrs kenwigs was suddenly dissolved in tears and sobbed out they're so beautiful oh dear said all the ladies so they are it's very natural you should feel proud of that but don't give way don't i cannot help it and it don't signify sobbed mrs kenwigs oh they're too beautiful to live much too beautiful on hearing this dismal prophecy all four girls screamed until their light flaxen tails vibrated again and rushed to bury their heads in their mother's lap at length she was soothed and the children calmed down while the ladies and gentlemen all said they were sure they would live for many many years and there was no occasion for their mother's distress and as the children were not so remarkably lovely this was quite true then mr lillivick talked to the company about his niece's marriage and said graciously that he had always found mr kenwigs a very honest well-behaved upright and respectable sort of man and shook hands with him and then morlina and her sisters kissed their uncle and most of the guests then miss petowker who could sing and recite in a way that brought tears to mrs kenwigs eyes remarked oh dear mrs kenwigs while mr noggs is making that punch to drink happy returns in do let morlina go through that figure dance before mr lillivick well i'll tell you what said mrs kenwigs morlina shall do the steps if uncle can persuade miss petowker to recite us the blood drinker's burial afterwards everyone clapped their hands and stamped their feet at this proposal but miss petowker said you know i dislike doing anything professional at private parties oh but not here said mrs kenwigs you might as well be going through it in your own room besides the occasion oh i can't resist that interrupted miss petowker anything in my humble power i shall be delighted to do in reality mrs kenwigs and miss petowker had arranged all the entertainment between them beforehand but had settled that a little pressing on each side would look more natural then miss petowker hummed a tune and morlina danced it was a very beautiful figure with a great deal of work for the arms and gained much applause then miss petowker was entreated to begin her recitation so she let down her back hair and went through the performance with great spirit and died raving mad in the arms of a bachelor friend 
who was to rush out and catch her at the words in death expire to the great delight of the audience and the terror of the little kenwigses who were nearly frightened into fits just as the punch was ready a knock at the door startled them all but it was only a friend of mr noggs who lived upstairs and who had come down to say that mr noggs was wanted mr noggs hurried out saying he would be back soon and presently startled them all by rushing in snatching up a candle and a tumbler of hot punch and darting out again now it happened unfortunately that the tumbler of punch was the very one that mr lillivick was just going to lift to his lips and the great man the rich relation who had it in his power to make morlina and her sisters heiresses and whom every one was most anxious to please was offended poor mr kenwigs endeavoured to soothe him but only made matters worse mr lillivick demanded his hat and was only induced to remain by mrs kenwigs tears and the entreaties of the entire company there kenwigs said mr lillivick and let me tell you to show you how much out of temper i was that if i had gone away without another word it would have made no difference respecting that pound or two which i shall leave among your children when i die morlina kenwigs cried her mother go down on your knees to your dear uncle and beg him to love you all his life through for he's more an angel than a man and i've always said so just as all were happy again every one was startled by a rapid succession of the loudest and shrillest shrieks apparently coming from the room where the baby was asleep my baby my blessed 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 baby my own darling sweet innocent lillivick let me go screamed mrs kenwigs mr kenwigs rushed out and was met at the door of the bedroom by a young man with the baby upside down in his arms who came out so quickly that he knocked mr kenwigs down handing the child to his mother he said don't be alarmed it's all out it's all over the little girl being tired i suppose fell asleep and set her hair on fire i heard her cries and ran up in time to prevent her setting fire to anything else the child is not hurt i took it off the bed myself and brought it here to convince you after they had all talked over this last excitement and discussed little lillivick's deliverer the collector pulled out his watch and announced that it was nearly two o'clock and as the poor children had been for some time obliged to keep their little eyes open with their little forefingers the company took leave declaring they had never spent such a delightful evening and that they wished mr and mrs kenwigs had a wedding day once a week End of the little kenwigs recording by colleen mcmahon